ending music, uh, I don't know what you would consider that, Alan. I think it's victory music. It's like the victory fanfare of the Phantom Menace, which is the closest I could think to a sports anthem. Because we're currently suffering from... (laughs) (laughs) That's not even like the ESPN opening thing or like the the sports anthem. I don't recognize it since that guy got canceled. I don't recognize that song anymore and I don't know any other sports music. Yeah, that's fair. And uh, now that Lola Bunny got uh, canceled or something. uh, (laughs) No, that's not true. A fate worse than being canceled. Oh, no. No, um... But now I I can't think of the Space Jam theme anymore. So the only thing I have is close to a uh, to a uh, a victory fanfare is the end of the Phantom Menace. Yeah. Well, you do worse. that's because. Well, you know what? That doesn't matter because I'm freaking mad because I have the March Madness. Oh shit. And that's, that's oh, terrible. Oh, have you have you oh, called anyone? Uh. Uh. No. <laughs> I don't have health insurance. I don't uh, have health insurance, bitch. Uh, um, oh, no. Uh, sorry, I have some criticisms about freaking society. But let's not focus on that right now because we're an apolitical podcast. This is the podcast right now. Usually with Hogcast, we click record, and then something stupid stops us from starting the show for about 20 minutes. Not this week. We're doing a pre... Would you call this a pre-show? I don't... Is this like a no, buy-in this is the, show? This is, this is the show. This is the show. This is this the main show. Baby. Welcome to Hogcast Speedy Delivery, the number one independent Sonic Pizza podcast on the planet. I'm your host, Russ Walsh. With me, as always, is my co-host, Alan Black. Welcome, Alan. Welcome. And we have a very special guest, a man after my own heart, uh, a, a, a well-known podcaster, uh, a fixture in the community, and a man that when I when we conceived the idea of this March Madness episode. He was the first person I thought of. That is Shane Hosey. Welcome, Shane. Oh, it's good to be here. I'm very excited to do I, the thing I will, that you suggested. I will never forget the day that I told Shane about the plot synopsis of Scoob. Or like what somebody told me about Scoob. And then Shane went, okay, I'll just watch it now. I'm like, Shane, no! <laughs> and Shane just sat down and watched it then and there. And I knew that that man was... A warrior and a, a a man of valor is what I'll say. Well, I needed to know. Like the more that I learned about it, the more I knew that I needed to know more. You needed to see well, Scooby Doo get trapped in hell, or Shaggy get trapped in hell. <laughs> Shaggy I went see to hell. Shaggy get trapped in Greek hell. <laughs> Tartarus, some might call it. Yeah, that's weird. Tarts. That Greek Greek mythology is real in the Scooby Doo universe. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, it's very true. strange. Zeus was there. I mean, we should reach out to Supergiant Games and see. Oh, that's that's how uh, the the Laugh Olympics is going to start, though. <laughs> they were the first ones to do the Laugh Olympics. The first Laugh Olympics. <laughs> Laugh Olympia. Oh my god. Oh my god. The Greek the gods mountain. were pretty funny. They would have sex with anything, which is about it, you know. Like most Hanna Barbera characters. Hey, that's hey, true. but why? Why? You just said we're having March Madness. We have sports on the brain. We've, we're we're kicking the ball. Well, this time we're not kicking the ball. We're having a ball with Hanna-Barbera characters. It's a real yeah. half Olympics. That's right. We are having the first ever official Hogcast draft. That's where we draft characters, much like a like a big sports draft, like the day, like the movie Draft Day with Griffin Newman and somebody, uh, Kevin Costner. Now, when you told me we were going to have a draft, I immediately uh, ran away to Canada uh, briefly. Oh. 
Well, you told that. me we were going to have a draft. I got my big beer mug out. <laughs> and I said, Shane, not that kind of draft. And Alan, I yelled because you were in Canada. Uh-huh. But, you have to um, yell to, which to is... here in Canada. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. All those uh, moose are so loud. <laughs> well, the cell well, phone anyway. connection just sucks there. They don't have 5G yet. Oh. They don't have 5G yet. They have 5A. I was just about oh. to say 5A. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm anyway, mad because that's... it's a stupid joke. <laughs> so, well, speaking of stupid jokes, we are doing the Hanna Barbera draft, partially inspired that me and Alan watched Tom and Jerry, and we don't even want to do an episode about Tom and Jerry because Tom worth and Jerry it. was such a. It was so. It was like the least worth. We. I would think. Did we go into that movie expecting to get our like twenty minutes of garbage at the beginning of Hogcast, and we came out of it just like depressed? I came out like the last thirty minutes of that movie. You could tell, like, I just felt, like, exhausted. Like, it was just... <laughs> it's like when you're really, really drunk at a party, and then it's, like, that last half an hour, and you feel awkward about leaving, and then you're just like, I am just feeling shitty. I drank too much. I woke up it's with a hangover kind of... after watching that movie. Right. <laughs> you woke up watching The Hangover. That's how bad it was. You watched a bad, or a bad movie that was slightly better. Oof. Um, but... We were talking about it, and one of one of our biggest disappointments is that uh, we were, as I was talking with Shane earlier, right before we recorded this, uh, Tom and Jerry, Hanna Barbera Creations, Metro, they were owned by Metro Goldwyn Mayer, which is why they had those weird like Soviet era, like weird ass like uh, mm-hmm. Russian cartoons that they made after Hanna Barbera split and formed their own studio. But in my heart, they are Hanna Barbera Creations. And I did think on some level they would have, like, at least a nod to maybe some Hanna-Barbera characters. Nothing. You know what I mean? Nothing in the movie. It was nothing. It was, they had some droopy appearances, but as friend of the show, Rodney Berry on Twitter pointed out, um, droopy, droopy had several cameos in it. However, it was based in a hotel and not once did droopy stand in a, uh, uh, an elevator and say going down sir yeah that's that they really wasted him especially because they tempted me with the idea of droopy as the joker in that movie <laughs> like shane are you aware of the of the droopy joker thing uh i don't believe so um at the beginning but, uh, of the movie there's a scene of just like them walking down the streets and over like a subway um there's a poster for uh for droopy wearing joker makeup and it says like put a smile on your face or something stupid like that. Um, oh my God. And it, it's, it, it's like the mystery science theater thing where it's like, don't, don't remind me of a better movie yeah, that could yeah, exist <laughs> in, exactly. instead of what I'm watching. And they then broke a second rule, which is they had droopy in later in a dog cage at the pound. We we're talking about this movie that we hated, but we promise we'll, we'll move on to the draft. Wearing scene. a straight jacket in a cage. And I don't even think he has like a cool one liner, but Imagine well, how just, funny it would how funny it would be if Droopy was a Joaquin Phoenix Oscar caliber actor in the universe. That would have been very funny. But instead, they broke the rules of their own universe in another scene. You know, there's no consistency. It's, now, it's a huge failure. It's a flop. Now, I was talking about this during the movie. Maybe it was just because I was high and I didn't understand what was going on. But my thought was maybe Droopy really is the Joker in that universe and he's in jail now. <laughs> I was going to say, if I had captured the Joker, I would put him in a cage and a straitjacket because that guy, he's, he's, he's cuckoo nuts. I get, I mean, maybe 
Droopy, if he was Cuckoo Nuts, it was like the uh, the Joker Fish episode of Batman the Animated Series, and he was advertising himself like the Joker was advertising the Joker Fish, and that's why the poster was over that subway. But that doesn't like that. Just there's a lot of variables that just confuse me and make me upset and don't don't bring me delight and joy like I wish they would. I like the idea thinking of uh, Droopy doing the Jack Nicholson uh, museum Joker thing. <laughs> where, he, uh, where they're splashing paint. <laughs> hubba hubba, who do you trust? <laughs> would, you, would you ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? <laughs> so good, man. Why, why didn't we just do a Droopy movie? What the fuck? Droopy rocks. Well, That's the thing. Droopy kind of rules. He does. Anyway, he's really good. The sad part about it is Droopy is a... Uh, I think he's Tex Avery, right? Yeah. He's an MGM creation so his only uh his only friend is that horny wolf in the sexy red riding hood alas so we couldn't really make a draft out and the, of that the horny wolf is canceled he cannot be in the movie anymore yeah. <laughs> oh really oh no uh they were gonna have chris delia play him <laughs> making the smug face making the making the face he always makes <laughs> okay okay so there's not enough MGM classic characters that we could go back to. However, Mr. Uh, it's William Hanna and Darcy Barbera. What is his name? Han- sure. William Hanna. And let me look at Joseph the Hanna Barbera. Barbera. Excuse. Yeah. Excuse Joe me. Barbera. Will and Joe. Billy and Joey. Man, these Billy guys look Joey. old as hell. <laughs> yeah, they ain't looking so good. However, they did have a very good appearance in a theme park ride, but we don't need to go in on that right now. They have created a cavalcade of characters. And much before uh, 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 the thing and, uh, uh, you know, (laughs) I I guess the thing had already met Spider-Man at that point, probably. But way before the MCU even touched touched cinema screens, the the Hanna-Barbera universe was well and truly established on the Saturday morning cartoon. And we saw a rebirth of that in the film Scoob in 2020. And in a dark year, that was a shining bright light when you all agree. Oh yeah. That was like maybe the, my first post quarantine movie. <laughs> the, the fuck I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah Cause I, I that was, that might've been mine too. Like Sonic was <laughs> the last one before quarantine and then Scoob was the next one. Yeah. Right. They really set the tone for their whole. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're living in Scoob now. <laughs> we are. We're in the Scoob now. We're just and, deep in the Scoob. Right. And with Tom and Jerry being a huge flop, a disaster on every level, we were like, they could have used that money to make any amount of potential Scoob sequels that take place in this Hanna-Barbera cinematic universe. And me and Alan got to talking. And we're going to draft our own Hanna-Barbera film. Yes. Featuring characters from, uh, you know, the Hanna-Barbera collection. You know, we're talking Yogi Bear, Adam Ant, all of the classics. And we brought Shane on because, you know, the man's an expert. And we are uh, limiting yes. the number of, uh, of, of, we're limiting it to characters or, or franchises that were explicitly referenced in Scoop. So we know they right. have the green light for these characters. Right. These are the, like I went through and looked at every Easter egg and I siphoned them down to make sure that um, uh, they were characters that I think 
Hanna-Barbera has the clear and present hold on. There's no character rights issues. So, you know, maybe we're going to be missing some of your favorite characters. I'm not sure. Maybe uh, we might be missing Funky Phantom. I apologize. What about the Catanooga uh, Cats? Uh, the Catanooga Cats. I'm sorry, Top Cat fans. Maybe in a future draft, we'll we'll look into it. I love that However, they're, they're named after a uh, kind of obscure town in, in Tennessee, Chattanooga. <laughs> why, did, why does anybody care? I guess it used to be big. Uh, <laughs> now, okay, I know, we're, I know you already said that we're limiting it to things that appeared in Scoob, but what about I Am Weasel? I Am Weasel. I'm sorry, we're cutting, cool. we're cutting nothing after, nothing in the Turner era. Is that um, an okay cutoff? No turn. Listen, I I get where you're coming from. I respect it, Shane. But the, frankly, those characters are too high quality. Like, could probably stand to have their own movie. Yeah, we we don't want to put the Powerpuff Girls, Girls in here yeah, or something. Say, yeah, Weasel's definitely way up there. <laughs> <laughs> I are baboon, man. That episode where he broke his invisible leg fucked me up as a kid. <laughs> so it like sticks with me. Okay, it's in my bones. Your um, invisible bones. Oh God, don't say that. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, take so that's just to siphon it down. Apologies if your favorite character's not it. Apologies if you were expecting some Ruby Spears characters. Sorry, Ruby and Spears, get the hell out of here. Okay, take uh take whatever loser Scooby Doo knockoffs you got on the on the racket. Is all I'm saying. You know. Yeah. Let's just get into this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're gonna and- do five characters. Okay, and we're doing it snake style, so it's first person, second person, third person, um, third person, second person, first person. So, yeah. sorry, if, if it gets a little confusing, folks, it's just a way to keep things fair so everybody doesn't get their favorite character snatched from them. We're, However, we put so much, you put so much fucking thought into this stupid draft <laughs> that is totally inconsequential. <laughs> well, I want to uh, make you say this that, fair. I've been here quietly scratching down notes of like, okay, I'm going to get this in this order. And okay, oh, I've already got all these guys dancing around in my mind palace. But like, <laughs> I have okay. no paper I, out. I'm good to go. Let's, if let's go I'm ins- frankly going to be, if I'm going to be honest, I, I thought more about the draft than what characters I want. So I am going to be sitting here like tearing my hair out, thinking about who I, who I want. Oh, it's a real Sophie's but choice. It, yeah, it, it is tough. It is tough. Okay. So, um, Shane, I was going to offer it to you first. Which position do you want? <clears throat> I think I'm going to go first. The comedy choice was to make you go first, since you already told us you don't know what the fuck you're going to do. But I'm also terrified that someone's going to take my number one pick, so I will go first. Okay, gotcha, go gotcha. First. I'm very nervous now. <laughs> I'm like so nervous. Shane, <laughs> go off. And I'll keep I'll keep notes. If you hear a click-clack of a mechanical keyboard... That's because I am keeping note of who everybody has so far. Okay. The number one pick in the Hanna-Barbera draft, in the Hogcast, first annual Hogcast Hanna-Barbera draft, Quick Draw McGraw. Whoa. Wow. Gotta wow. Got to get my boy. Wow. Wow. Did and, not expect that. And I'm going to say it now, Alan, as kind of like, I, I think it's since we're the, does that count as El Kabong too? Yes, same character. Hey, 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 hey. Same character, all right? It's just I, well, a dude in a mask. It's an alter ego. That's like getting a... That's getting two for one. That is so... Ugh, Shane. Ooh. Shane is a power player. He is thinking 
10 steps ahead. That's why I was oh. <laughs> like, when I wrote down Quick Draw McGraw, I'm like, I gotta, I gotta get that one first. That's gonna be a hot commodity right there. <laughs> oh my God. That is a first draft pick. Holy shit. Okay, okay, okay. Alan. Oof. This is tough. I'm trying to, to figure out which one I want to get out of here quickest. I'm thinking. Okay, I'll just go ahead and take it. Yogi Bear. Yogi! Wow, I thought we were going to go immediately. I thought we were immediately going in for, you know, your, your, our obscure, our Picadillos, our, you know, Yogi Bear is a classic, though. People, he is, first of all, one of the few Hanna-Barbera characters people recognize. It's true. (laughs) Yeah, it's recognized as a Hanna-Barbera character specifically. Yeah, I think he is the iconic one. He is the one that is, um, He's going to be the viewer insert character because people understand him. They know mm-hmm. what it's like to be to be Yogi Bear. Well, he is right, a creature right. of it, and what is more, what is more relatable, you know. We're all, especially in quarantine, in these oh, unprecedented yeah. times. How I would, many times I would kill I for a picnic tell, basket. Yeah, I was just about to say, like, I could fucking go for a picnic basket. <laughs> Always being hassled okay, by okay. rangers. Yeah. Okay. Listen. Those are two strong picks. Also, Yogi Bear, you got to say, he is a captain. He is a leader. What's that one show where he, like, led the other characters around uh, on uh, adventures and stuff and stopped pollution and shit? Uh, He had, like, 20 different shows because he's powerful. (laughs) Uh, Also, apparently, Yogi, one of the big discoveries I had today uh, was that Yogi Bear was part of a, like, TV show where, like, he had intergalactic races but then they had a sub series within his intergalactic race show where he was a space cop with I remember that. Huckleberry Hound. I'm like, <laughs> like uh, Yogi Bear had to preside over life and death as a police officer. I don't know what to say, you know. Yeah. Pit. He Did he ever cop. kill somebody? Was he? How corrupt was he? Like, <laughs> it was the shield. It was basically the space <laughs> shield. I can make it this was ticket cool. go away for a picnic basket. <laughs> Oh, man. Which is so funny because he was an anarchist symbol. <laughs> I'm going to make an anarchist mad at us. Well, you know, we all we all grow up eventually and we turn into the people we hate. <laughs> it's true. Up. It's we true. all become space okay. cops in the future. Okay. So I lost, you know. Oh, by the way, I wanted to say this too. We're keeping Scooby-Doo characters off. Or like the main cast of Scooby-Doo. Off. Right. We're Just let's be honest, Just we wouldn't be picking them anyway because they Scoob's suck. already, yeah, Scoob's already out there. Uh, I don't know. Velma's a key player. I think if, if, if she was on the table, I might grab her. But okay, she got too girl bossed. She got too girl bossed. Yeah, okay. but I mean, the core of the character is that she's like competent. Yeah. Okay. And I've had a crush on her since I was like seven. So, you know. Right. You join the right. club, bud. We all do. I know, okay. I know. I'm just saying, like, I want to be honest. I'm trying to be honest. We do, we do need, we do definitely need to have at least one pog on the on our on our team. <laughs> I know. I'm actually looking at my list, going like, oh, I don't really have any. Uh, okay, we don't anyway. have any sexy ladies here, Damn. Russ. You got there, two. We got you got two choices back to back. Okay. Okay, LeBron. You know, it kind of feels like James Harden and LeBron. You know, your star players already got picked. So I'm going to choose two well-rounded players who complement each other. Okay. Two, two guys who are going to lead the pack. You know, they're not as strong alone, but I feel like their chemistry together was, would kill it. So number one with a bullet, Captain Caveman. Damn. Good one. Now he's already been in Scoob, but you're going to. Right. 
Are you going to still have uh, uh, Tracy Morgan voice him? <laughs> hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, I think he did a good uh, job. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. I, he, I thought it was pretty impressive. I mean, for having that one line, the delivery was very good. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Captain Caveman number one. Number two, Squidly Diddly. Whoa. Oh. I'm moving in on Squidly Diddly. Squidly Diddly, my favorite as a kid. Not that funny, but I was so perplexed of a squid that was also an octopus, uh, Squidward style. Uh, what was it? He was like, he he ran the aquarium? What was it again? Yeah, I think. I don't remember. Or he was like a janitor or something, and he wanted to be the star, but like the, oh man, I'm probably pissing off a Squidly Diddly fan so much. But I was delighted when a Squidly Diddly cartoon came on, because I was like, what the fuck is this? So, my number one and my number two, Captain Caveman and Squidly Diddly. Damn. That's really good. Alan, it's yours. Okay. I'm torn between what two different ones on what my second pick should be, but I'm going to say Magilla Gorilla. Wow. That's good. I think he's got to be, he would be the perfect, like he's the comic relief character. Right. And you know what? Yogi Bears. Yogi. Oh, sorry. Seth Rogen is who I want to voice him. Oh, wow. Wow. I haven't thought thought of voice casting. (laughs) Me neither. I really have it. Um, Alan, I have to say, uh, can I ask a question? And I'm not going to stomp on anybody who might choose this character in the future. Is there a reason you went McGilla Gorilla? Got a gorilla over, for sale. Uh, one of the greatest songs ever written. But was there any reason you chose McGilla Gorilla over Grape Ape? Grape Ape is not at Grape Ape's. Grape Ape always kind of disturbs me. <laughs> Grape I, Ape is the one that I agree with you. He just says like Rigby or something. No, he says Grape Ape. That's what he says. Grape Ape, Grape Ape. Yeah, that's what right. he says. He says like grape a Pokemon. Ape. But yeah, I think he also says Rigby, or like he or somebody. The the other person, whatever his oh, little friend he, is. He says his little friend's name. That's true. Well, okay. Yeah, I don't. What Magilla to me has he's Magilla has taken the L. You know, he knows how to take the loss. Like he's how how much is that gorilla in the window? Like he's been sitting there in that pet shop for God knows how long. Always winds up there in the end. Like. He, he, you know, he's a solid player. And, and, and to... I mean, you get him in the movie, you're going to see Mr. Peoples at some point. Oh, yeah, I think so. Hey, hey, Mr. Peoples could be a great villain if, if, if drafted. I don't know. If drafted, we'll yeah. Okay. Um, Shane, it's your turn. All right. Uh, my second pick, you know, I'm also, you know, I went with a, kind of my star player this is I'm, I'm gonna build the the whole like roster around quick draw obviously but you know quick draw is good but he needs someone to play off of obviously uh and i'm not i'm not baba louis is not my pick that's he's off the table i'm get, i'm gonna fresh a fresh dynamic number two snagglepuss oh. wow wow you got we're the really, tough, we're going in for the Oh, we're going in for the Technicolor characters. We're well, going for you know, the the Yogi the Yogi level characters. The dynamic I'm going for is City Slickers. You've got the kind of effete wow. city boy in Snagglepuss versus the more rough and tumble Quick Draw McGraw. Like that's your two 
Those are your that's your that's your two shot. That's your two hander. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Damn. I forgot. I, I, I Snagglepuss uh, kind of he slipped my slipped my mind. I was thinking of so many other things. You know, you, I forgot you, he, was right, he was there in your brain, and then all of a sudden, exit stage left. He was gone. Yeah, I always wanted. I uh, I hope that your movie with Snagglepuss takes uh, the same direction as his uh, DC comic series, where he was a Tennessee Williams type figure. <laughs> I, you know, that, that is kind of one of the things that was forefront of my brain. It's like that was kind of cool. <laughs> that ruled. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, in a similar um, I, vein. Oh, I was gonna say at this point in Snake Rules, we just Snake. I think we don't. I don't. We don't have two choices anymore. No. It's oh just, God, I should have just that first first go around. Okay. I think so. I'm now like so nervous that somebody's gonna call me out and call me like a, a slob. Well, hold on. What are these sports knobs will call me a classic snob? Well, it's my turn next anyway, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just do that. Who cares? Um, oh, this is so tricky. I don't know if I should go with... Okay, I'm going to do it. The Great Gazoo. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! He is a... That is... He is a Flintstones character. Yeah, I know. I just... That's... that's a, yeah. Ga- that's Galaxy Brain. That's Galaxy Brain. It's it's definitely... Literally. Yeah. You know, I think the Great uh, Gazoo, as a character, allows a lot of different story things to happen. Yeah. Um, as like not maybe maybe not your antagonist, but someone who is definitely like the wild card character. Oh yeah. You know, you picking that made me feel like a real dum dum. Well, here's the thing: only children and dum dums can see him, but Yogi oh, Bear yeah. and Magilla Gorilla are both dum dums. They are both dum dums. They are they are very explicitly dum dums. Yeah. Does that mean I have to be an all dum dum team? I don't know. Well, I mean, it would be it would be kind of funny to have like at least one character that just did not see they one cannot of your see. principles. I agree. That would be good. Okay. All right, Russ. Wait. Oh god, I feel like I fucked up the strat. I thought so hard about this and now I'm like, "Oh, do we need to go back to Shane because if we're doing Snake, now he's No, he you know what? Less. I think I think Shane was supposed to pick I think technically he was supposed I was to supposed two. to have two. Yeah. Yeah, so but... let's go back and pretend and let Shane pick another one. Okay. Yeah, let's we'll change. Were you going to go for the Great Kazoo? Or do no, you, I was I not. Like no, I, I did not get... I, no, nothing was taken out from under me. I still feel like I have okay. uh, kind of the run of the field. Uh, so, okay, for my for my third pick, I'm going for uh, Professor Pat Pending from the Wacky Racers. Whoa! Whoa! Uh, Whoa. He drives, of that- course, the uh, wow. Convert-A-Car. Uh, he's got that cool, that cool vehicle that... Um, Honestly, like when I thought back to the Wacky Racers, like that's the guy I remember the most, aside from, of course, Dick Dastardly. Of course, the villain of Scoob. Okay, what what was his name again? Professor. Professor Pat Pending. Pat Pending. My God. What a what a draw! What a fucking draw! I don't even remember this character. I'm googling him. Oh, I like him. Yeah, he's cool. He's he's pretty fun. I like him. He oh, he has a, lever, a Funko Pop. He pulls a lever on his car and it just turns into like whatever. It's like, ah, oh, I need a boat. Oh my God. Look at this guy. I like, and he's got a Funko Pop. Damn. Head pending. <laughs> that is a strong choice. And you might be pushing a character, you know, that like, that never got his due. You know, he never hit the big leagues like other characters from that cartoon. Yeah. Which I... Have another character. That's right, folks. I am grabbing 
Penelope Pit Stop. Fuck, Thank that you, was everyone. mine. God oh. damn it. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Finally, we had one. We got one. <laughs> I, uh, Penelope- I should have known. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Penelope Pit Stop is now under my stable. Sorry, everybody. <clears throat> I, I gotta find another girl boss. <laughs> um, Penelope Pit Stop is joining in on the action. And, um, okay. And I guess since we're doing snake reels, that means I get one more. Yes. Yep. Ooh. Ooh, oh, this, this is completely really... ruined everything. Penelope Pit oh. Stop. Um, Oh man, I'm trying to think of who I want here. Um <laughs> Oh, uh is it let me I'm googling their name to make sure I'm getting it the right. Folks, we're getting the final voice role of Mel Blank, which was specifically the Jetsons movie. He had other roles besides that. That's right, folks. Mr. Spacely from the Jetsons. Oh, whoa! <laughs> Mr. Spacely is back. <laughs> and God damn. I have big plans for Mr. Spacely. That's all I'll say. I'll, that's oh. all I'll say. I like it because you could easily be like a an, an industrial, uh, industrial, like a industry villain. Uh, you know, some sort I think of he's going to be a Trump stand in. Yeah, you could easily get, oh man. He's going to be a Trump stand in. You're fired. <laughs> 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 you really have girl bosses on the mind. Okay, Alan, now it's your turn. Alan, oh that got, that threw a wrench in things. I gotta admit, a real there's a real Penelope pit stop wrench. Yeah, Oof. pretend. Hey, pretend that was a funny joke. Well, wrench pit stop. <laughs> that's a thing. Yeah, well, um, I mean, just like permit pretend that I made a better connection. Oh man. Um. Mm, okay. No, you know what? I got a better girl boss anyway. Shelly LaMarine from Jabberjaw. Whoa. <laughs> I don't even. Who's that? You don't that? even know who that is, do you? <laughs> you were. Did you know this off the top of your head or did you have to like. No, I was looking at a list of Jabberjaw characters. Mm-hmm. Um, she is the lead singer for the Neptunes and is Biff's girlfriend. She considers herself the true star of the band. Uh, similar to Alexander Cabot and Josie and the Pussycats. She is a slender young. Let me post a picture of this lady. Because you guys. Hachi. Yeah, right? I went, and um, found, she, I went and found her myself. Oh, yeah. Shelly is spoiled and abrasive. She always yells at her friends, insults them, treats them like dirt, and thinks extremely highly of herself. She's especially mean to Jabberjaw, usually because he's kissing her or squishing her due to his large size. I, However, she's I, deeply okay, devoted that's to Biff. Better. That's more of a goof. That's more of a goof. That's not Jabberjaw being a little bit of a freaky creep. <laughs> yeah, I was afraid we might have to cancel Jabberjaw, but I think we're good. But she's <laughs> okay. just an epic girl boss, and she's like... Uh, She's like a spoiled mean lady. Sounds pretty good to me. What more could you want? What also, I don't I... think she qualifies as a dum dum. So great gazoo, uh, she cannot see him. So I think there's some interesting uh, comedy mm. material they could have between this stuck up like uh, you know uh, high and mighty character and then a little alien that's invisible to her. <laughs> yeah, a little a little uh, invisible shithead. A little invisible gay shithead alien. This is like, hey, dum dum, <laughs> hey, dum dum. Okay. Okay, Shane, your two choices. <clears throat> All right. Uh, this is gonna finish my team, right? Yeah. This is it. Yeah, okay. I think so. So uh, my my last two 
are in this order. Uh, number four, Genie from the show Genie. Whoa! Whoa! Wow. Figure, you know, we've got we've got a we got a gun, we got fast talker, we got brains. Why not throw in a little magic? You know what I'm saying? That's nuts. No, I you know what? I 100% agree, Shane. This is that that is an impressive poll. So, yeah, like I said before, we kind of got, you know, we got we got guns, we got quick wit, we got brains, we got magic. But what I'm missing on my team is someone who's real good with their hands. That's right. Wow. I'm talking about my problematic fave, Hong Kong Fooey. Whoa! Oh, no. no. <laughs> uh, I mean, <laughs> Shane, you know, uh, uh, we'll see. We're gonna find out what Shane is gonna do with this character. I hope it's uh, uh, you know, actually, I'm not gonna lie. I read a couple of those uh, those issues of those uh, Hong Kong or uh, of the Hanna Barbera. DC comics and the thing mm-hmm. what they did with Hong Kong Fui where he made him a Viet- Vietnam vet was pretty funny. So <laughs> I missed that. <laughs> it, it, it was it was one of those short stories. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It was only like six pages. But it was pretty good. <laughs> wow. Okay. Did not Alan. expect Hong Kong Fui. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is a little bit of a weird one, but I mean, we've got who do we got so far? We got Yogi Bear, the Everyman, the uh, the guy that sounds like a guy from the Honeymooners, uh, McGilla Gorilla, the 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 childish fool, Great Gazoo, this uh, the smartass, Shelly Lamarine, the sexy lady. Who do we need now? We need we need a we need a bad boy, and that's got to be bad boy. That's got to be Clyde, the leader of the Ant Hill Mob oh. from Wacky Races. <laughs> Wow. Wow. Now, does that mean I get his boys? No, but they'll probably, not necessarily, but they might show up. The rest of the Ant Hill mob. I I mean, unless unless Russ specifically drafts any of them, I think that you, I think you're kind of open. Yeah. Right. And maybe this could be, I, I don't know what you're planning on taking this, but maybe he's just like a, you know they're there in the background, but really this is Clyde's moment to shine. This is his. The, this is the chance to explore. I his think that they're kind of like the Pikmin to his Captain Olimar, because <laughs> they don't have any characters. Uh, you know, so yeah, and uh, they stick their feet through the car like Fred Flintstone. Uh, it's cool, good shit. We also needed somebody with a car, so this guy's that got a cool sense, yeah. gangster car. Okay. Um, okay, I gotta Google a character's name, but I think I have my final pick myself. Okay, I think I have it. To round out my final pick, this is a very obscure one, but it was one that I had in the back of my mind, and you know what? I'm gunning for it. I'm taking Sibella from uh, Scooby-Doo's Ghoul School, the vampire what? girl. What? <laughs> Dipping into the ghoul school. I didn't know that was I, allowed. <laughs> I said the major Scooby cast. I did not say any of the big Scooby uh, spinoffs. No. Now, is that how <laughs> did I really just piss you off? Uh, <laughs> I, it, it may, I'm, I'm pissed off that I didn't think of the sexy ghoul school ladies. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. They're only like <laughs> Alan, please. But no, yes. Sabella, uh, you know, I wanted a little bit of the, 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 
unnatural, a little bit of the mystical, you know, a little bit of, you know, what in there, like just some darkness in there. So, you know, and we might be able to spin this off into a specific spooky kind of uh, Justice League dark, you know, like they were going to do with Guillermo. Oh, wait. Do y'all hear that? Uh Oh, oh, my God. Do you hear that siren going off? That siren that Alan edited in? Yeah. What's what's oh up? Oh my that? god. It's the wild card, everybody. It is the wild card draft. Oh my god. The final pick. There's one bonus pick. Okay, I'm okay. realizing now that Sabella is not the Scooby-Doo character I was thinking of. Uh, yeah, I was kind of confused. Yeah, because these are these are children. I was you thinking were, of something you, different. You were thinking the hex girls. Uh, I was it. thinking of the hex girls. God damn it. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything. It's on tape. It's on tape, folks. (laughs) Wait a second. Does the hex girls count, though? Uh, If you really want a hex girl, I would. uh, (laughs) You better believe I do. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was going to say now that uh, Scoob is part of the larger HBO Max, uh, you know, HBO Warner Brothers initiative, I was thinking. An HBO Max wildcard. Any character currently under the HBO Max slate is open to joining the party. Mm. Okay. Uh, Super Smash Bros. style. Everyone is here. Mm. Okay. Um, Any character that's ever been featured in a or owned by the larger HBO Max and uh, should we keep it to cartoon characters, or do you think it should no. be anyone? Yeah, anyone. No. Everyone is here. <laughs> everyone is here. Everyone is here. And it's okay. Everyone is here. Okay, so something fa- falling under the Warner Brothers label counts, and I should have thought of this ahead of time because I like the idea of it more than actually. Let me see. I'm trying to find some. I mean, there. I got one. I got one ready. Fuck. Well. Oh man, this is so tricky. There's, there's this, a lot. There's so many characters. There is a lot of characters. I'm like, I went to the HBO Max website to uh <laughs> try and find Ah. Excuse me. To try and find something. I've got it. Ooh. I've got That's it. That's right. Folks. Wait, well, well wait, wait, wait. Who's who's picking their character first for the bonus round? Uh, I th- hmm. Should we start from the top, or should it be me? Because if we were going off the original snake, it would be me making my final choice. Yeah, you you do yours. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Okay. God, I wish I for, I wish I remembered the hex girls in time. <laughs> we're making this. I think I got. I think I got it. Okay. And I think this is truly. I think this is part of the larger AT and T Warner brand. So I think I'm safe, folks. We're making things a little relevant and a little subversive that's right rick from rick and morty <laughs> has made it in. he is on hbo max he is a <laughs> i was expecting a lot more hatred and anger but no rick from rick and morty rick sanchez is in and he is prepared to burp and fart and make so many funny jokes that's pretty good okay yeah I'm, I'm i got okay. mine okay alan who's your final pick mine is hbo max it is a cartoon card. It is also a cartoon like Rick Sanchez, but mine is Jake the Dog from Adventure Time. Wow! Mm, that's Whoa. awesome. Oh my god. Okay, Shane? 
okay. Well, I, I, I'm happy and sad to say that this is not an animated character. Uh, sad because it would be fun if they all were animated, but sad, uh, happy because it's like, you know, variety is the spice of life. Uh, I'm actually, I'm really, I'm really torn between two, uh, two, two people here. Uh, but I think that just edging it out, uh, Brendan Fraser as Cliff Steele. That's right. I'm going robot. <laughs> you Doom Patrol. Going Doom Patrol. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. And I want to say just barely edging out Sub-Zero. Wow. That's a really good one. Yeah, Warner Brothers does own all of the Mortal Kombat characters now. I totally forgot about that. Now, if I wasn't taking this seriously, I was gonna say, um, I was gonna say the the wife egg, uh, Angel Abar from uh, Watchmen. <laughs> Why did I think Looking Glass from the Watchmen show? <laughs> I was thinking, I was thinking, like, should I just pick a Watchmen character because that'll piss piss everyone off? <laughs> well, Russ tried to piss us off, and it didn't work. Yeah, it no, didn't no. work. <laughs> well, I it, it fits into my plot. I have a plot. Okay, I, have I mean, idea. I uh, Rick Sanchez meeting Mister Spacely and Squidly Diddly. That sounds great. <laughs> well, okay. Do we do? Does everybody here have a rough idea of the plot? The pitch? Absolutely. The not. idea. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. You tell me yours first, Absolutely Russ, and maybe not. I'll come up with something in the meantime. Right. I I have a rough idea for a pitch. Okay, this is. Uh, okay. The idea I originally had. Okay. Squidly Diddly the the movie. Or I guess to follow the Scoob template, it would be Squid. Um, <laughs> uh, Squidly Diddly is doing a summer internship. He's away from the aquarium. And he is part of a, a marine biology program that he's working. You know, he's helping out with a marine biology program. And all of the students are much more interested in the tropical fish and creatures and all those sorts of things kind of running out and about. And, um, you know, and Squidly Dilly is not feeling it, but he makes one friend who's joined the program. That's right. Newly minted girl boss Penelope Pitstop. She's a scientist now. She believes in science. Thank you. And uh, a new manufacturing or, I don't know, something that extracts uh, from the ocean or is polluting the oceans sort of pollution metaphor has recently opened up and they're extracting from the ocean at a rapid rate. And guess who it is? Guess who's running it? Mr. Spacely. Mr. Spacely has mined all of earth. Okay. <laughs> Fuck. That's why they have to live up and in the towers. Yes. He's mined all of earth and stolen all of earth's natural resources. And after the Jetsons movie, he got kicked out of that one space planet that he was stealing all those resources from. Oh, as well, man. Remember? And he, the only place that still has the resources he needs is in the past. Whoa. Whoa. I know. So using the help of his, uh, uh, of his mysterious engineer RS, which you don't learn about until the end of the film. It's Rick. Um, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> They're mining from the ocean, and Squidly Diddly and Penelope have no way of stopping this grand theft mineral. Except they have to go back. Back to a man who emerged from the primordial soup. That's right, folks. Captain Caveman has to join in on the Squidly Diddly. Now, does he adventure. live in the center of the earth like he did in Scoob? <laughs> yes, they, Remember, Scoob has a hollow earth uh, subplot. Please, it's, it's the right. Savage Lands. Let's. 
<laughs> it was not the Savage Lands is the upsetting thing. They didn't even go to Antarctica. Mm. <laughs> it would be cool if they uh, went to the... Wait, do they own... Warner Brothers, the, no, they don't own any of the X-Men properties. Never mind. No. I was exci- I was hoping, like, ooh, can I make them go to the blue area of the moon? <laughs> Asteroid M? <laughs> anyway. Squid, Squidly Diddly has to learn what it means to be a hero. And by the end, they save the day. Oh, and Sibella is there too, but you don't know it because she's grown up and she's working for Mr. Spacely as his secretary. But you don't know that. So her name's just Bella and she has a darker complexion. But at one point in the movie, the full moon comes out and she transforms and you're like, what the fuck? Isn't she, isn't she Dracula's daughter or is that the other one? I think she is Dracula's daughter. This is a real Hotel Transylvania situation. <laughs> well, we're we're kind of, listen, that's a Sony property, so it's all right. Um, anywho. Uh, so then. I've got my you know, movie idea. All right. Okay. So they have their adventures and then it ends and then there's a post credit sequence. It's freaking Pickle Rick. It's Rick Sanchez. You weren't guessing it. And then he reveals that there's the Hanna-Barbera ex- multiple universes and you peer down. Tom and Jerry is there. That's right. Tom and Jerry is being retconned back in <laughs> to the Hanna-Barbera universe. That's just my feelings on it. Okay. Who's next? I'll do mine next. Okay. Okay. I've got an idea. How many of you guys? Well, okay. I know Russ's answer. Shane, are you familiar with the, with the, um, with the Jimmy Neutron TV movie, win, loser, kaboom? Uh, no, oh. Um, okay. Well, let me just explain it this way. The great gazoo has, uh, this is my wacky races. This is my wacky races. Okay. This is, and I'm just kind of calling it wacky races. The great gazoo has summoned, uh, has summoned p- competitors from all over the universe, the multiverse, and has thrown them randomly into a wacky race of sorts. Um, and they're not oh, in, in, um, the great gazoo being a being that exists outside of time. He's seen the original wacky races. They're, they're, floating around him in like shards from Higurashi or something. He's seen them all, <laughs> but he's decided he's decided to mix things up this time to, to uh, overturn the established order and to, to disrupt uh, the, the general teams. So everything's mixed up this time and the losers of this, of this, uh, of this race. Well, great gazoo says he's going to annihilate annihilate them and their universes. Oh so you my must God. Win. It's like the universal, the universal tur- tournament. It is the universal tournament. <laughs> hey, standard universal tournament rules. Everyone knows what we're talking about. Oh uh, Jiren's here. Uh, <laughs> Will Yogi Bear oh, unlocked my- Ultra in- Instinct in time to... Oh, <laughs> uh, you learned Clyde's tragic backstory and it's just that his parents died or something stupid. <laughs> Well, I really waited 180 episodes to learn that Clyde's parents were killed. Yeah, my parents died, see? <laughs> that's um, how we talked, right? That's basically, yeah, he was a gangster, a gangster guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's what's happening. Will will they be able to win the race? Will Yogi Bear, Magilla Gorilla, Shelly from Jabberjaw, Clyde, and Jake the Dog from Adventure Time, will they be able to, uh, this ragtag group, will they be able to win the race and or defeat the Great Gazoo? kill him and and uh and uh, end his tyranny i don't know i would be not to you see you have to I watch the movie for, well yogi I unlocked ultra instinct <laughs> i would root for them because i don't want adventure time to get deleted i don't know if yeah, I everything really else care. everything else i don't care if it really gets deleted <laughs> right. i would rather would rather it not yeah i like adventure yeah time. it's a good show 
Also, okay. Jake the dog, if he could, he could be the car if he wants to. I don't know. That'd be fun. It'd be cool. He could make like a tire or something. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. that's mine. That's all, that's great. That's a solid pick out. That's it. I I watched that. Uh, all right, y'all ready for this? Yeah. All right, we open up on a uh, just a, a high security prison. We meet our we meet our key inmates. Quick draw McGraw, aka El Cabong, notorious uh, vigilante, uh, wanted for the deaths of several um, criminals. But you know you can't. Hey, you can't work outside the law like that. Hong Kong Fui in prison for racist reasons. Uh, Snagglepuss, <laughs> notorious con man. Uh, you know, is a grand larceny. That's his sort of bag. So you got these three hardened criminals. Uh, Professor Pat Pending comes to them and says, hey, the government is putting together this program where people like you are put on the streets. We're going to put a bomb in your brain because there's situations that people <laughs> like you are the only ones that can handle. Uh, because what, what has happened is uh, Jeannie, the genie, has been released from her prison and is wreaking havoc on one of the major cities. <laughs> And so there's this magical chaos. This group of prisoners has to come together. Robot Man's there mm-hmm. too, but like he immediately, he's the one that like tries to run away and establishes that your head blows up if you do that. Um, so <laughs> Quick Draw McGraw, Hong dead. Kong Fui, and Snagglepuss versus Genie in, you know, uh, I, I, I can't think of a name. Uh, what, are we some kind of suicide squad? <laughs> <laughs> some kind of suicide squad. <laughs> Oh man. He definitely uh, does say exit stage left when uh Rick Steele's head explodes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and, and he's still a character for most of it because you oh, know, he's just a he's a severed head that still talks because it's just his body is gone. Oh, uh, yeah, he is cuz he's the robot man. Yeah, cuz he's the robot man. It's fine. Oh okay. yeah, oh yeah. Well, holy shit. I think these are three solid movies and this was a great draft. Um we had some good, some good. Any characters that got stolen? I just, I'm just curious. I know I took Penelope Pitstop. Uh, no, I didn't have it. I didn't have anyone scoop me. I, I had my, I had my list. I stuck to it. And I, I mean, I changed a few things mid draft. Like originally, I had Race Bannon on here. Uh, I, I had Race and or Magilla Gorilla. So technically, that was a steal. Right. Uh, and, and and if someone was going to grab Genie, I had Rosie Rosie the Robot as my backup. Oh, oh, that would have been a good one. God, you should have had Rosie the Robot so she could interact with Rick Steele. Yeah, yeah. Well, th- and then Rick Steele came like way after. So <laughs> right. that would have been so good, though. Oh, that should I? OK, we could edit this out or not. Do you should we rip off another podcast thing and set up a poll so people could vote on which of these they think is best? We can do that after the episode comes out if you want. Yeah, sure. let's, we'll, we'll look into it. Folks, the only thing I'm mad about is is forgetting about the hex girls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so mad because if I had a hex girl in there, I would instantly win. It, I'm, uh, I'm I'm surprised you didn't put them on your team, Russ, since you were aware of the hex I, girls. I feel like I was trying to avoid like the main Scooby Doo, and I feel like the Ghoul School characters have since lit, earned a life of their own. They're not so intrinsically attached to the Scooby Doo brand because of OK KO, but. You know. I didn't know they were in OKKO. OK I have no idea. They're in what an they episode are. of OKKO. OK They're pretty sick. I mean, clearly, uh, I think I thought that they were the, the, the I thought they were the Hex Girls, who have a much right. better uh, cultural in, imprint. I think <laughs> they're gay icons. Oh my god, the Hex Girls are in true. Scoob too. 
Wait, what? I'm looking at it. I looked at the uh, Hex Girls um, Hanna-Barbera wiki page, and there's a pinball machine in an arcade that is the Hex Girls pinball machine. Ah, uh, right. That's not. That would still count. That would have. You would have got pick at that. That sucks. I don't care. That's that's a bummer. Also, did you know that Jennifer Hale, uh, aka the the voice of a female Shepherd from Mass Effect, uh, <laughs> is is the is the lead guitarist of the Hex Girls? Hell yeah. Oh, wow. I'm looking at. OK, so there's also a poster in the arcade for the Hex Girls and their opening acts are the Impossibles, the Banana Splits, Jabberjaw and the Neptunes, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kids. And twenty five bucks a ticket. No, thanks. That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, would you pay buddy to go see the Hex Girls live? I'd pay twenty five hundred dollars if I could get front row seats. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Well, everybody, that was the first ever Hogcast draft. Um, we might have a pull up for it. Shouts out. Thank you, Shane. Um, and now uh, I think we should do the rest of the. Uh, we're, we're now the rest of it. Standard Hogcast, if you're okay with that, Shane. Uh, sure. Okay, pizza, well. Pizza time. Oh, I was going to ask if we heard any fluttering. Or oh, should... I forgot about the fluttering. Hold on a second. Um, Give me one second to remember which button is the one that does the. Okay, got it. it yeah, I do hear fl- I do hear flippy flappy. <laughs> oh, oh, it's uh, oh Shane, oh, oh Shane. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, yeah. I, I oh, it's me Waddle. I th- wait, I thought your name was Wyatt. Didn't you get it changed to Ellis Island? <laughs> I got it changed back because I kept forgetting the name. Oh, Alan. Okay, Watto. <laughs> it sounds like your patience with Watto has really dropped. Lately. Well, your whole thing is mainly just saying, oh, and then somebody's name. <laughs> you know, Alan, if if you if you don't want me here, I won't come anymore. I just want better material. <laughs> I think I just want better What's material, Watto. Tell me a joke uh, or do something funny. Uh, Alan, I, I'm like a, I'm just a Dax Shepard style podcaster. I'm just one of the guys and I'm talking with everyone. Oh, Alan. Who are you guys, Wado? <laughs> oh, Sabulba. He's a pretty good guy. You know what? Sabulba if I could pick him the in the duck. draft, I would have. Yeah. <laughs> but by Alan. Okay. You know, see, if, I, if we talked about Sabulba more, I think I'd have a much better relationship with Wado. <laughs> Honestly, like, cut out the middleman. Can we just get Sabulba on? Yeah, he, you know, we couldn't. We could never get him on the podcast. I mean, does anyone He's too speak high Doug is the problem. Uh, I do speak you know? Doug. Honk honk. It's <laughs> Steve Skeeter. <laughs> oh, that's a good uh, joke. That sucks. That sucks. I wish that uh, Warner Brothers bought Doug instead, and we could have drafted him. God, I would have. Uh, I, I would. That would have been a problem because I would have drafted all Doug universe characters. <laughs> that would have been a great running. Even gag, the Leaky though. Lake. Even Herman Melville, the Leaky Lake monster, and Doug's only movie. Yep, you better believe it. The the thick twins. I picked both of them. I burned two <laughs> slots. <laughs> and Mr. Daniels. No, you know I pick. You know I pick Judy Funny first. Okay. Okay. Well, everyone, thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, should we get into our hottest segment? Oh, uh, uh, hail Caesar! Our pizza segment now. Oh, it is hail Caesar now. Uh, I decided I'm older. probably not going to watch uh, the Coen Brothers movie anytime soon, so I'm just going to go and change it. <laughs> okay, welcome. This is Hail Caesar, formerly Domino's Ghost, formerly Blaze Praise. Now that we're little Caesar stands and we love 
we love our working class pie man, the little the little Caesar man. We love the pizza portal. Um, yeah, uh, this is now hail Caesars. Um, Alan, do you have a pizza to review this week? I uh, this is something I think I may have talked about on the podcast before, but I hadn't had them for a while, and I was able to finally get them again. Um, it's not the pizza cupcakes that I just got in the mail yesterday. Unfortunately, <laughs> I have not had a chance to eat those yet. Um, this is the Stefano's pepperoni calzone from Walmart. Um, Whoa! I've got to say, how much? Okay, so how how do you guys feel about microwavable calzones? <clears throat> no. Hard to master, but worth the effort if you can get it figured out. I have to, uh, you know, it's not a calzone, but um, Safeway, the 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 Vons related uh, Albertsons Vons conglomerate Safeway. Uh, Shane, you know it. I don't know if it's on the East Coast. I have, uh, yeah, we don't have those. Uh, I'm sure you've been to an Albertsons, though. Um, no. They had their own, like, weird, like, flatbread pizza boat that was, like, half folded over. Interesting. That was, like, that was like chicken and some sort of white sauce. And that might have been one of my f- favorite frozen treats I've ever had. And I was, uh, I had a, a lesser but still very depressed chicken carbonara feeling when they discontinued that product. So, Calling it a frozen I, treat I, is is giving me some images. Just a hot day so and you're you outside, you got it on a stick and you're just licking at it. <laughs> yeah, I, I just mm. lick it. Does that one put a pizza on a popsicle stick and just lick at it? When I like going. I like when the ice stick, cream truck you can have pizza anytime is the main thing. I like when the ice cream truck comes by and I just get a, a flatbread sandwich from it. <laughs> um, oh my god! But no, so the the the. The calzone, it's not like a frozen thing. It's like in their deli section in like the like refrigerated pre-made sandwiches kind of thing. Wow. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. But this is like it comes in like a weird little clamshell and it's it's very simple calzone. It's like two dollars or something stupid. Um, It's like two dollars for like a, you know, like a decent sized calzone. And it's just got pepperoni and cheese in it. Um. It's very straightforward, but it is solid is the thing. And when I was a freshman in college and just very depressed and not wanting to go to the dining hall uh, and interact with people, I would just grab these at the convenience store that was near my dorm. And uh, I would just microwave these in my in my and just microwave them in my dorm and then just eat them um, for like, you know, a meal. And I'm still doing that trapped at home. And you know what? I got to say, they hold up really well mm. um, for two bucks. You can't beat it. That's a great meal. Um, um, it's is it greasy. Shit? I will say oh. that. I had a question, but please continue. And I'll ask it. Um, my one complaint, maybe, is that um, they do leak pepperoni grease. Oh, you my get God. that. You get that orange pepperoni grease. That will Ooh. that will come dripping out of the calzone. Ooh. Be uh, sure to wear a pair of jeans while eating this, because if you're wearing some short shorts or some underwear and it drips <laughs> on a thigh, it'll burn you. <laughs> Well, it, it, the thing is, the good thing is that because I'm just microwaving it for a minute and 30 or whatever, it, it does get hot. It does cook all the way through fine. I've never had one that was bad. I've never had one that was it. I, I don't think they're ever exceptional, but they are always at bare minimum, like a three, three and a half. They are always solid. They're right. consistent. More you could say meal. for hot pockets more than you could say for a hot pocket. Exactly. That's the thing is that they fulfill an, the same niche as a hot pocket for me, but they do not taste like shit um, <laughs> and they're not. Um, unevenly cooked all the way through because right, it, right. It's, it's it's already pre-cooked when it comes to me and it's all just a very it it's refrigerated and maybe that's why it heats up a little bit better because it's not going from frozen to you know but 
they're solid. Greasy, yes, you will probably get grease stains on all your clothes, uh, but they're good. Okay, Alan, you promise this is a no stupid question zone. You, you won't roast me. Go ahead, Russ. <laughs> you never promise, but I'm going to ask anyway. Um, these are, are they shipped from a plant or are they made on the premises? That's a good question. Um, they are, they, they come from somewhere. They do not, I don't, I do not believe they're made at the Walmart. It's not like a Walmart brand deli item. Um, it's kind of like, you know, if you go to like the, the deli at like, um, at like, you know, like a, a supermarket like this, they have like the sandwiches and stuff they make in the deli, but they might also have like a weird little burger or something that's like right. in, in a One little plastic weird, pouch or, or like a paper bag or know. like a burrito or something. Uh, uh, one of those paper bags that are lined with the weird foil. That's yes. not, you know, yes, yes, mm. I know it's similar, but these are, these are calzones in a, in a little plastic clamshell and it's Stefano's brand. So they were made at a factory somewhere frozen and then shipped to Walmart. I hadn't had these for months. Um, I, this is like my favorite thing to get at Walmart, but because of the day I would pick up my groceries, they were always out of stock. So then I started getting a mid midweek grocery delivery. So I could just get these calzones and I changed the day I bought groceries. And now I've got infinite calzones. I have as many calzones as I want uh, for $2. It's great. That's awesome. Hey, listen, Hey, shouts out. It's a, it's a great value and it's, it's a great buy. It sounds like. Yeah. And also there's no good calzone restaurants around here. Unfortunately, I wish we had a DP dough or something, but so, I mean, you know, when it comes to, this is like one of the only places I can get a good calzone at, unfortunately. I wish it was DB dough so we could call it down bad dough. <laughs> that would be pretty funny. Cause you're, you only down you're really down bad if you get that down bad dough. Um, yeah. Uh, and you know, like you could also, if it sounds like it costs the same as a, uh, party pizza or maybe like 50 cents more expensive than a party pizza, and you never want to eat a party pizza. So now the one thing you know, is think- that these are refrigerated, so they will go bad over like the course of a few weeks. They have an expiration date on them. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so they're, they're more fresh though than like a frozen thing, but you, okay. there's a trade off to that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, uh, I'm going to say it now. You can't get more fresh than made in your own home folks. And my review this week is that I went DIY baby you know, 2021 is the year of the DIY. Um, we're doing it for ourselves this year. You know, a society collapse, you're going to have to practice skills that, you know, will help you survive in the wild. And I don't know anything that will be more important than keeping the rich Italian tradition alive. And I made a Dutch oven pizza for the first time in my entire life. Now, longtime listeners might know that I uh, made a pizza a couple months ago that turned out to be dog shit. Um, it was not good. Uh, it was the crust was flat and bland, and I used one of those pre-made pizza sauces that mm. turned out pretty shitty. Mm-hmm. And it was not so good. However, this time I I started from the bottom and worked my way to the top. I uh, I think I used a recipe from Serious Eats for a cast iron pizza. I used a Dutch oven instead, but it was a similar premise. And uh, I used the, uh, I, I think the last time I used the Fleischmann pizza yeast that you buy at the grocery store, I bought the recipe that they have on the back of their packets, just assuming it would be baseline tolerable. And it was not, it was all, it was bad. <laughs> it was really bad. It was not good. 
Um, I think the first thing that they do is I think they say you need to let it rise for an hour and that's stupid and you should let it rise overnight in your fridge. Because that's what I did. Mm-hmm. And then, um, uh, you know, let it rise overnight. Um, I think the serious Eats is a no need. I folded it a couple times. Uh, covered in olive oil. And uh, I also hand crushed the sauce. I got a can of the like shitty tomatoes that were, were in my cupboard. Uh, crushed those up, mixed in, uh, crushed a tea. Uh, I put a teaspoon of Italian seasoning in. This is a cooking corner. This is less of a review and more of a rust cooking corner. Just kind of fun. Um, You're like a regular uh, uh, Alton Brown. <laughs> well, I, may, maybe not. Com- please don't compare me to him now. I don't really want to be. Wait, did he get canceled? <laughs> <laughs> I think he I think he was the chef who got was like the long term uh Republican. Ooh. And- <laughs> okay, you're a babish. You're babish now. <laughs> I am a babish. I am I am like uh the person who's rescuing like food YouTubers. It's like <laughs> babish is like the uh DDP of internet food reviewers and just like um Does I have his own yoga? like uh, I wish he did. He seems like a guy who's probably too into yoga, but I don't know. Anyway. Uh, uh, where was I going with this? Anyway, you heat your oven up to five, 500 degrees, depending on what, you know, how high your Dutch oven goes. And let me tell you, Alan, you saw the pics. You saw the pics, right? They look good. Uh, golden brown crust, 15 minutes. It was a delight. I'm going to make another one tomorrow. Uh, so, yeah, I recommend that Serious Eats. I, I heavily recommend the Serious Eats. Uh, um, cast iron pizza recipe in a Dutch oven. Did they give you? Okay. It was it had a sauce recipe in there too. I so this is the thing though. I I was by the seat of my pants when it came to the sauce because I could. You you go on the internet and there are like ten thousand pizza sauce reviews and nobody. That's always can the agree tricky with part it. for me. Mm. Yeah, that's what so, keeps me from making a pizza sauce. Yeah, I mean mine. I took a can of like kind of shitty. What it, I it might have just been Hunt's diced tomatoes. Mm-hmm. You know, the ones you buy in a can. Yeah. Uh, I put those in a Tupperware and mashed them until it was a sauce. And then I added uh, a can of tomato paste and watered that down. Okay. All right. And I could, to get to two cups worth of sauce. And then uh, I added a teaspoon of Ita- uh, Italian seasoning and then a teaspoon of sugar. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then a clove, a clove of garlic. Okay. Well, I mean, that's all the yeah. basic ingredients. Yeah. I always feel like I need to make sauce and like let it sit on the on the stove for like a day. Like an old Italian grandma. Listen, I I looked at Reddit, (laughs) you know, like adults do try to see what a bunch of Reddit assholes think, you know, (laughs) see if this guy knows, knows how to make my pizza. (laughs) Yeah. That's how I feel about every time. I'm like, these are the dumbest people of all time. They, they, they insert, uh, 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 Rick and Morty memes to national tragedies. And yeah, I, I'm like, I have, what do they think about pizza sauce? You went to Wall Street uh, <laughs> Bets to get your pizza advice. <laughs> yeah, uh, but th- apparently, according to them, you want a raw sauce. You don't want a cooked sauce. You want the sauce to cook naturally onto the pizza. Okay, that makes more sense. If you cook it and it's reduced already, then it won't, like, cake onto the pizza. Uh, okay, I, you, I get it You want it, it thin and liquidy. You want it thin and liquidy is what I read. But then there were others who argued. But also, it's a lot easier not to cook things. True. Yeah. You don't got to stir into sauce. That makes sense, though. 
Anyway, I'm going to be trying out another pizza tomorrow. We'll see. I might snap pic, send that to Alan. We'll find out. I've got an idea, um, yeah. Russ. Why don't you put some, uh, got some crushed red pepper flakes? Yeah. Put that in the sauce, baby. Uh, I worried about making it too spicy because I, I, I ate it with my parents. Oh. And my mom's the parents. I know. Listen. Not heat seekers. It's cool. <laughs> They're not heat seekers. Okay. Speaking of Shane, heat seekers, though. Shane, Shane are you a spicy seeker? guy? Shane, we've been uh, friends for a while here. Are you a spice head? Uh, I'm not like a massive spice head. I like a little bit. I like a, 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 a little bit of kick to what I'm eating. But um, I I was traumatized by a show we used to do called The Spicy News, uh, where we would eat a raw <laughs> habanero pepper and then try and read entertainment news headlines that we like punched up as like late night jokes. And um Ever since then, if I get the wrong type of spice on my palate, I start to like just reflexively gag. <laughs> Oof. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I had a pizza. It, it just reminds you of just like sensible comedy and like the the what is the what was the name of the fucking uh, um, Tonight Show shit again? The what was I thinking of? The what? the Daily Show the 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 the, the, uh, the rally to restore sanity. Yeah, that's yeah. And then I. I mean, when I, yeah. When I think of late night, I, I gag. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay that was me trying to be a little subversive and it didn't work no you just need to say like james corden make me gag <laughs> i found out he was doing gay face <laughs> i'm so i'm still so mad about that <laughs> you 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 messaged me once a night about it just like i'm so mad about his gay non-gay face god he was buster for jones <laughs> he was Buster for Jones. Do you think they hired him under the auspicion that he was gay, and then they had to like, uh, oh no, Andrew think, Lloyd? We all thought, oh no. I mean, well, Jason Derulo <laughs> yeah. is the straightest person in that. I think that's true. I think. Uh, what, what kind of? You have any good pizza lately, Shane? Uh, yeah, actually, I had a pizza last night, and let me tell you about it. Uh, so this is from a little obscure local chain uh domino's pizza and mm, uh never heard of them. the one that i had that i have a, a i had two pizzas but i have a strong opinion on one of them uh the strong opinion comes from the uh 14 inch large thin crust pizza premium chicken no robust inspired tomato sauce instead garlic mm-hmm. parmesan sauce mushrooms mm-hmm. and of course cheese and um uh, my main the the main headline of this review is burnt to shit. <laughs> uh, you got a frisbee? You got a frisbee for dinner? Yeah, it was uh it was a it was a nice like a, a crispy potato chip pizza. Um but uh aside from that, this was also the first uh leftover pizza that I prepared in my air fryer. So this is also <gasps> this is also like a a, a recipe thing. <laughs> <laughs> I had, you know, 300 degrees for about, you know, five minutes or so. Oh, baby, that was like oven fresh. Pull off the bar- burnt Oven fresh, but burnt still. Yeah, but burnt still. That's the thing. I feel like Domino's burns their pizza more than any other chain. Yeah, and, and you know, at the same time, like, I saw it, and then I immediately thought to myself, like, well, I should. that's on me for ordering the thin crust. I shouldn't have done that. Any reason you went? I'm I'm famous. I'm anti thin crust. Okay, we're trying to get over like that it though, recently, Russ. I feel like both no, of us just, are trying to branch out into thin crust. Uh, I know. And listen, people love that New York style, baby. New York City. Pizza. 
You love the fold, but man, I the major chains when it comes to thin crust, it does feel like a skin. Yeah, they don't really know how to do it. And and they also they do the um they don't do the traditional pizza cut, they do like the squares, but it's still a round pizza. Mm, that's uh, always weird. Yeah. Oh, I, weird. I, I didn't and the reason to answer your question, Russ, the reason I got thin crust was like, well, I already got a hand caught toss crust pizza. I can't I forget what the thin crust is like. <laughs> I just want to return. I want to go back. Maybe now, the one thin crust I've had that I think is better than the standard is the Pizza Hut one because the standard is so bad. <laughs> oh, that's strange. It's less of it. I forgot about that. Yeah, we did yeah. talk about that the last episode. The one pizza from Pizza Hut I'm able to eat without like having to put on gloves because it's dripping with grease. Like it's but Domino's. Yeah, I haven't had this thin crust in a while. The art that our classic chicken carbonara pizza that we love chicken bacon carbonara that we love so much for us. That was a thin crust, but that was also a rectangular pizza. Right, right, right. So that was I, strange. I was talking with a friend, a uh, friend of the show, Alex Muldoon X9 on Twitter the other day. And I did. he he brought up that he ate the uh, Philly cheesesteak pizza from Domino's recently. And it, I do you still have a vendetta against that pizza for surviving where the chicken carbonara did it? My bro- that's my brother's favorite pizza from Domino's. Um, and we so we've had it a lot. I don't have a vendetta for that, but I feel I grew sick of it over time for sure. <laughs> I, you tire, uh, you tired of it. I, I tire of these, of these people. They're <laughs> <Philly cheese laughs> these Phil- I tire of these Philadelphians and their, their whiz, their cheese whiz and, their, and their defiling of robots. No, I like that part. That was pretty sick. Um, well, Shane, that's what, what, what did Alex say about the, the Philly cheesesteak? Oh, that, he just ate it recently, and I brought up that I, I still have a bit of a grudge. I still am a hater. I don't think it's, it's bad. That bad. It's, I don't I, think it's a bad pizza, but it, it I just, I, it's one of those things, like, I ate so many of those, I, I don't know if I can eat them again. Why did the cheesesteak live while the carbonara had to die? I feel like a child, you know? Well, the cheesesteak was a different category, though, because it was like, they that, that was one of their pizza types, but the carbonara was like one of their artisan flatbreads. I thought and that the, uh, it started as an artisan flatbread. Maybe I was wrong. That's where I first had it was an artisan flatbread. Oh, well, maybe it did. Huh. I know they had like a Philly cheesesteak sandwich flatbread thingy of sorts, but uh, they've, they've done some weird stuff to their menu. Um, speaking of weird menu stuff, I've got an interesting story. Um, pizza Hut Canada is introducing a KFC popcorn chicken pizza. Hmm. Yo. Hmm. I'm going to I'm going to paste the, uh, the the image here. Hey now, it it looks interesting. Uh, yeah, I would. Um, I wouldn't kick that out of bed. I'm just saying. <laughs> I would. I would fuck with that. I'm sorry. Granted, I'm the guy who like ever since the pretzel pizza came back, which we'll we'll be reviewing that on a future episode. Um, it's return. This is but this is very this is a very interesting pizza. I know, but like much like like the pretzel pizza, like I am super tempted to just get it just because it's stupid. I'm very tempted to eat this. Oh yeah, this has. Um, this has, it's the classic crust topped with mozzarella cheese, KFC gravy, KFC popcorn chicken, and, and sweet Whoa. corn. Like, I, was, I did not expect the gravy no, either. That, it's in the photo and it is on the pizza. They put gravy in the pizza. That's wild. I'm, that was what sold me on it. I'm like, I gotta try that. That's crazy. That's nuclear. I, the, much like Big Boss, it's gone nuclear, baby, because I, I have like, Dude, that's so Man, nuts. Canada gets you kind of the wish they stuff. maybe put a little bit of mashed potatoes somehow on the pizza. 
I mean, you could always drive over to KFC and yeah, uh, pick some. Instead of pick. a cup of ranch, you get like a cup of mashed potatoes. Yeah, this is, <laughs> the thing that I like about this the most, even if the pizza is bad, this is what I've always wanted Yum Brands to do with their like yeah, right? their combination restaurants. They need to do more Avengers style stuff like this. They need to do more right. cr- epic crossovers. Epic crossovers. I was going to say, if you go to like the cereal section at a store, it, su- it sucks so bad because as a kid, I would have freaked out. All the brands have converged. Uh, every Everything that ever had sugar in it has a cereal version of it now. Mm. And I can't eat any of it because if I eat a kid's cereal again, I'll die. Here's some here's some interesting context for the uh, the Pizza Hut KFC popcorn chicken pizza. This is a thing that has existed before in the UK because you know how the UK well, loves their KFC. They'll riot over it. They, they literally will riot over not having chicken at KFC in the UK for whatever reason. Uh, it's like the most popular chain over there for some strange reason. Um but they've had this and they had a version with or without the sweet corn. Um, that seems like the least objectionable part because I feel like most British food just has corn sprinkled in it <laughs> for no reason. So, <laughs> well, we have um, corn in our food, but we're smarter and more intelligent and we've had it reduced to a syrup. Yes. Uh, uh, they're just like sprinkling the- it on their, their babies yet or whatever the fuck. Oi, bruv, why have that processed? I'd eat it straight out of the damn can. Yeah, they just my pour beans. a can of... They do that with peas, I think, more than, than corn. They just dump <laughs> just raw peas on things. Um, <laughs> speaking of dumping raw fruits and vegetables on food, Jamie Oliver calls putting grapes on a pizza a game changer. Shut up. Uh, Once you try it, the sweetness, the saltiness, the whole kind of thing. It's beautiful, he says. Um, he showed off a recipe on his cooking show in the UK. Keep cooking family favorites. Stupid name for a show, bud. Looks like shit. This is just um, this is just because, pineapples, but you're you don't feel edgy saying pineapple anymore. So you got to go one. More. Well, I want right. you guys to look at the pizza that the Jamie Oliver made, by the way. Oh no! Um, and this pizza is disgusting. It looks like an evil football. <laughs> it looks like Hey Arnold. It looks like a. <laughs> it looks. It looks like the flayed flesh of Hey Arnold that destroyed Hey Arnold. Well, first if all, I peeled I, Hey Arnold's face off, this is what would be underneath. I thought this was like an angled horizontal photo that he had posted as a vertical photo but no it's just like a no it long thin pizza this also is we're like i'm trying to identify what's on here besides grapes there's like whole chunks of chicken I, he has put corn on this but it looks like the corn's not even like cooked there's like little dollops of cheese yeah i don't know where the sauce is there's like onions the british just shouldn't be allowed to cook i mean that's the yeah, he shouldn't be able to make a pizza, I think, is the thing. And I don't even hate the idea of grapes on a pizza because grapes go well with cheese sometimes. I think that's not that's too true. crazy. Okay. You're selling you're you're selling me on it, Alan, in a way that I was not expecting. But this pizza and is disgusting. As as a kid, I lo- I was a picky eater and the only fruit I would ever eat was grapes. <laughs> I liked grapes and apples. And I refused to eat any citrus for some reason. I don't remember why. That's interesting. But I was a picky eater. And I always wondered, like, why isn't there a grape pie? Why are all the fruits I li- I dislike having pies and not grapes? So as a child, I always wondered, why aren't we doing more with grapes? And he's doing it. And yet somehow it being Jamie Oliver, it pissed me off. I don't know. Well, uh, we all we all remember Fat City and the horrible failure that was. <laughs> It's a man on a one one way battle with Mountain Dew and he lost. He lost so epically of just like telling asking kids like, 
you don't want to eat pizza for every school meal, do you? And they're like, no, fuck you. We love it. He he just misunderstood America so badly, more than anybody ever has. Um, wow, what 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 a dis, what a despicable man and his gross pizza. Um, I think I feel like you could do a good like thin crust um, pizza, some sort of like fancy cheese, um, and like a it's a, it has to be red grapes. I don't think you could get away with green green grapes on a pizza. Uh, but I think you could do it. But it, what he had is just a pile of garbage on a on a weird oval bread. Um, so fuck that. Uh, I've got some great Sonic news, though. Sonic news, views, reviews and toods. Um, yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog. This is his 30th anniversary, by the way. He turns 30 this oh, year. Damn. Finally. Um, What's something that happens when you turn 30? It's the, is there uh, you get heartburn and then you, and then you <laughs> start getting heartburn. <laughs> Oh man, that's gonna be even worse. Um, so this is the GERD anniversary for um, yep. Sonic. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be cool when Sonic <laughs> turns thirty-three, the Jesus age. <laughs> oh god, I hope Sonic doesn't die. I hope Sonic Egg- doesn't die. Eggman will crucify him. Um, he's getting a thirtieth <laughs> oh. anniversary collector edition figure from Jack Pacific. It's a six-inch Sonic the Hedgehog figure with nine points of articulation, interchangeable faces, eyes, and hands. Um, one of them is holding a golden ring and it comes with a lenticular scene base. Kind of looks like the Casino Night Zone, I think is what this is supposed to be. I actually think it's from Sonic Mania. I think oh, you're this right. Is the, this is the uh, Studiopolis. Studiopolis, because it's got the TV screens mm. in the back. That's cool. The elbow joints are a little, cool. a little disturbing, but other than that, yeah. It's yeah, wow. this is my problem with You with can tell Shane's like, Shane's like a NECA only guy, only into uh, uh, if it ain't figure art, then it's just a big. No, I just I have a buddy uh, who is way into this stuff. And so like last weekend I visited him and he's showing me all his new stuff and just pointing out all these different joints. And like then he would hand me another figure and be like, well, see how this joint works. It's like. <laughs> gotcha. Um, n- Not to be outdone. Funko has. uh is teasing their their great uh, Sonic 30th anniversary offerings. Um, they have and a, then they proceeded to get outdone. Yeah, they got outdone by this kind of shitty collector's edition figure that we don't really like that much. But it's Alan. Better. I'm looking at the comic book uh, resource, the comicbook.com webpage. Yeah, I have that figure on my desk right now. What the silver one? You mean the uh, the Sonic one? The Sonic one with the blurry feet. But yeah, I have you, that. I'm holding it in my hand right now. <laughs> what about? Do you want the flocked fuzzy variant of the Sonic figure? Oh no, I I, I got this as a Christmas gift to everybody. I that one's not bad. Uh, I don't I don't hate that one. Yeah, it's all right. I like I like this feet. You're doing the cool blurry thing. That's cool. Um, yeah, it's not but, a very good stand though. Yeah, they need works. to just make yeah. Sonic. Um, what's the what's the thing that's like anime uh, Funko Pops but good? Nendroids? Nen- they need to make a Sonic Nendo. Yeah. They did. They did. And it was on sale on Amazon all the time for like $25. And I, I avoided it. because t- Hey, you could check Amazon, Alan. They might be back that price. I just Sonic remember I avoided it because at the time I was an anime nerd. <laughs> I was like, well, Sonic's not worthy of a figure. It has to be an anime character. Uh, go to hell. Uh, hey, listen, we all make mistakes. We all are fools. It's right. ninety. It is ninety dollars. On no. <laughs> if you bought that, you could have sold it for a profit, Russ. I know. Um, hey, listen. The Sonic hey. Nendo looks way better. Holy shit! Yeah, it um, really does. 
Yeah. God, I should have bought it. I should have um, got it. I'm a fool. Okay, speaking of fools, um, ScreenRant.com. Um, they, in, in, a, in their never-ending quest to piss me off with stuff about Sonic, um, they do this with, with every single franchise that has ever existed, but they have... Um, they, they, now that Sonic has a movie, they've deemed him worthy of having these listicles made about him like every week. This was made 10 hours right. ago. So this happened now that, I was putting now that it's list. the highest grossing superhero movie of the, of 2020. <laughs> yeah. Sonic the <laughs> Hedgehog Sonic... main characters ranked by intelligence. Fuck off. Okay. Do you know who number 10 is? Just guess who's the stupidest. Sonic. Uh, Charmy the Bee. Knuckles. Okay, that makes sense. They say that they describe him as he is the Chad of video games, as the character always You've tries to prove his manliness, up. comes off as insensitive, though as heroic in the end. Does that mean he's a Chad if he's trying to prove his man? I, he is the Chad, but not in the yeah, way. I mean, they're odd to something, but they don't get it. <laughs> um, number nine, Agent Stone. From the Fuck. movie. Remember the guy that works for Eggman? No, I I don't. I do you, wait. By the way, was his name supposed to be a reference to something? I'm just no. Realizing I don't think now. so. I, maybe um, it's a chaos emerald. I was though. hoping he was going to get turned into like a scratcher grounder or something by the end, um, but he never did. That um, rocked. And, oh, number eight. <laughs> he's been cubed, sir. He's some sort of cube bot. Um, <laughs> that would be cool if he got turned into Orbot. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> Look at um, that fuck. Number eight, Tom Wachowski. The cop that Sonic's friends with. Number uh, seven, Dr. Robotnik. Very weird the, to put him at number seven. The, he he has an IQ of 180 and is a feminist. Thank you. It's canon. Well, number six, somebody who's smarter than, explicitly somebody smarter than, than uh, Dr. Robotnik. Shadow. They put him right above Dr. Robotnik. What? I don't... I, 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 is he Shadow died smart? and became a he died and became a robot at one point, or well, it was a robot clone. Now he is genetically got... enhanced. Do you think he, they made him gen, like uh, they gave him smart DNA? I don't know that. What a bizarre choices all around. Number five, Amy Rose. Oh boy, uh, she's smart because she's woke and a girl boss now. Mm -hmm. Right, that right, makes right. a lot of sense. Okay, I like this Agent Stone uh, for for Sona Shane. Yes, sorry, uh, that's I'm cool. looking at a lot of Agent. I wish Stone he was that. God, I, I guess people liked Agent Stone. I you they know, ship him Alan, with that we never, we never de dipped that deep in. We never dipped that deep. How, what did the Sonic fan base think of the Sonic movie? Well, we might have to research this. Well, we didn't dig that deep into it because uh, their opinions are wrong compared to ours. So, <laughs> um, number number four on this list, Sonic. He's the fourth smartest Sonic character. Um, I've never. I mean, he's. That's weird to say that he's smarter than Eggman, I guess just because he beats Eggman all the time. Right. But I don't think he beats him because he... That's like saying, like, is the Roadrunner smarter than Wile E. Coyote? I, I mean, I guess. Well, it's like... <laughs> kind of. If, 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 honestly, if, if intelligence... You know, if you, if you... I'm just trying to think, like... Sonic wins because he's, like, stronger and faster. <laughs> he might be and, cleverer and the, than, than Dr. Robotnik... Or like more street smart. Well, it's you know, and I, Robotnik is like he underestimates Sonic because he thinks he's just, just like a super genius. He, but he is also yeah, very right. smart. Is the thing. Sonic could not right. build a robot. Okay, no. number three, Maddie Wachowski, aka the cop's, the cop's wife. wife. Yes, 
Okay, I do like this uh, Invader Zim uh, <laughs> fan art chain. Thank you. They made Dr. Stone. Dr. Stone. Agent Stone. <laughs> Maybe that's why you don't like Do- Agent Stone, Stone that much is because you... <laughs> it's Seiku from Dr. Stone. He's got the big crazy hair. Yeah, I, if, if Seiku was in the Sonic universe, he would be the smartest character. Ooh, that's a great idea. God, <laughs> if Sonic, has Sonic's fighting hair. Senku... Oh my Agent Stag. I like that they incorporated the screenshot where there is a brief moment that Agent Stone is standing in front of a mounted deer head in the background and it looks like he has one horns. perfect That's shot. They should funny. teach this in every film yeah, studies exactly. class. Exactly. Every frame of painting. <laughs> um number two from the from the, the of the, the second smartest uh character, Tails. Okay, uh, that's, that's the one maybe I, I don't disagree with. That makes Tails sense. I mean, they're going to have to think of somebody real smart. They'll have to think, this has to be somebody like maybe from the future, maybe from the Blaze the Cat timeline. No. Maybe Jeffrey St. John's. Uh, it's something comic. It's something to piss me off. They picked Crazy Carl from the movie, uh, a.k.a. The, the crazy guy that was like, there's a blue devil that's running around. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go die. Fuck off. Uh, <coughs> screen rant, go to hell. Go to hell, screen rant. Real, real ranking? Robotnik. Tails. Uh, Metal Sonic. He did. He did perpetrate a scheme in Sonic Heroes. Yeah, Metal Sonic. I guess Metal Sonic. E one hundred two Gamma. Uh, <laughs> what's a? Uh, who's the guy who runs the uh, the Malevolent Six, the Killer Six, the ga- characters? Zex Zexus. What is his name? Zuckus. Which one are you thinking of? From the, the Sinister uh, from Six? Sonic Lost World. Yeah, the, no, uh, close though. <laughs> is, that, is there Green the, Goblin? The Fiendish talk? Five? What are they fucking calling it? Like, they're oh, important oh, characters. Oh, the guys from Sonic Colors. The what's Zargo? No, or, they're from Sonic Lost World. Lost come World. Come on, uh, Z- Joe Biden voice. Come Zag- on, man. <laughs> <laughs> we're a Sonic the Hedgehog podcast. Can you imagine listening to a Sonic the Hedgehog podcast and they just know who this guy is off the top of their head? Um, that I know the motherfucking guy. He's the weird, like evil genie man, or whatever the fuck. <laughs> he, he's a boss battle in Sonic uh, Forces. He's um he's uh, the Deadly Six. Okay, yeah. Um, what's the guy's name? What's the guy's name? Orbot Cubot. This the Wikipedia <laughs> name won't tell me. Oh, Zavik. Like Zavik, Havoc, but with Zavik, a Like Havoc, but with a... They're kind of like... Or- it's kind of like Organization 13. <laughs> yeah, you're right. They all... They just used to have normal per- person names, and then they got a Z in their name when they got turned into a nobody or something. Well, they got turned into whatever these guys were. <laughs> <laughs> these awful, awful people. They look gross. That's why I don't like them. Um, I hate them. I mean... I would have preferred if it was Sonic and the... <laughs> Sonic and the Black Knight. Um... Okay, fine. Yeah, Zavik. Sure, Zavik. Uh, Black Arms <laughs> has got to be in. Black Arms or Black Doom, whatever. Dude, I forgot about Black Doom. Hell yeah. Okay, okay. okay. Uh, speaking of which, we're talking about Tudes. Tude of the week. I've got a, I've got an interesting one this week. I, I want you guys to tell me. I will tell you this. This is a another Archie Sonic uh, character, and I will go ahead and let you know this is a Ken Penders joint. Oh, oh hell yeah, dude! The name of the character is Christopheles. Like, How do you like Mistopheles, but Chris, Chris, Christopheles. It's like Mister Memphistopheles from a uh, Cats. Mister Mistopheles, which is not the 
uh, Idris Elba character who I forgot. What is his name again? Uh, Idris McCavity. Elba is uh, yeah McCavity. He's done every crime. Oh fuck! He's done every <laughs> human Mr. Mistopheles. Every human crime. <laughs> Not all the cat crimes though. No. Um. Uh, okay. Because they would have specified. What do you think Christopheles <laughs> looks like? Uh, I gotta say he's a magician. Okay, that's interesting. He's a, he's a magician who looks like Chris Thorndike from Sonic X. Interesting. I, that makes I sense. I would make a funny guess, but I already have found a picture of him, and oh boy, I never would have guessed. <laughs> um, he is an ant. He is an ant wearing a vest. <laughs> what? He's got like he's a shark tooth necklace. Wearing... A shark tooth necklace. He's got his mandibles look like sideburns. I guess he has like big glasses. Um, this is very strange. Is he like a After, Charmy B guy? Is he like one of Charmy B's dudes? I'll let you know. After the original Enerjack, aka Dimitri the Echidna, was buried in the collapse of his dark tower, his twin brother Edmund was charged with becoming the guardian of Angel Island to protect the last Chaos Emerald. Edmund's nephew Meneker, uh, aka the Chapo host, I guess, hmm. um, <laughs> founded the Dark Region and as revenge for his father's supposed death. And the fire ants took note of these developments and decided to enter- intervene as they had against Enerjack. Christopheles was ordered to help out Edmund, but was unable to protect him from being gunned down. A grieving Steppenwolf was comforted by Christopheles, who then began teaching him what would be passed from down. From the Justice League? <laughs> Steppenwolf from the Justice League? No, Steppenwolf was um, was another um, hedge. He's an echidna. He was an echidna. Yeah. He was an echidna. He is... Dimitri was his uncle and Meneker was his cousin anyway he got trained by Christopheles they developed Steppenwolf's body mind and discipline until he became the first warrior guardian capable of not only physical feats superior to his father's but manipulating the energy of the emerald itself together Christopheles and Steppenwolf defeated the dark legion banishing them to the twilight zone but fearing that they would one day return Christopheles contemplated where the family feud began was wait, gunned by Dimitri and continued by Meneker would lead. Uh, uh, Dr. Robotnik's ancestor Brutus Kintibor and troops visited the island with intent to take over and kill Steppenwolf. Christopheles and the Fire Ants were able to warn him of their treachery. Uh, let's see. After forcing the Overlanders to leave for good, Christopheles suggested that in order to protect them um, from more outsiders, he started training his young son, Moonwatcher. Uh, <laughs> wait, who is the son of Steppenwolf? Um, so uh, Christopheles is the is the mentor figure that um, apparently he mentored Archimedes and later Knuckles. Um, so he is an ant that has taught all of the, the Echidna guardians. OK, sure. What does he know about fighting? Why does he do this? <laughs> He's an ant. Answer, you know, uh, what's the old tree bro tweet? The, I wish to be like the ant at war with everything around. Well, it me. seems yeah, like the, the fire so. ants are. Uh, 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 a group of insectoid Mobians, the Fire Ants were powerful allies of the Echidnas and later the Brotherhood of the Guardians. So they're just like an established looking, group of guys. They live, they they hang out with the Echidnas. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at the other, uh, the Archie Sonic uh, encyclo- Mobius Encyclopedia. He does have, his abilities are intelligence, longevity, pyrokinesis, telepathy, teleportation. I guess this is just abilities that Maybe all the ants have, or maybe he's just well, has they them. Are, he's they are fire ants, so pyrokinesis makes sense. They are. That's true. Um, 
This Mobius Encyclopedia does say that the Dark Legion is a political terrorist faction, which is interesting to me. (laughs) Hardline stance on the fucking Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, they are, because uh, the Dark Legion was a technocratic organization formed by Dimitri's son, Meneker, after Echidna Society (laughs) renounced technology while the organization was hot. So they are like the techno evil. They're like evil technology barons after they renounced technology. I forgot that the whole Echidna story is so fucking stupid. It's basically like a, like a Superman Krypton shit, <laughs> essentially, um, where they Ken, used to have this Ken advanced civilization. Because and then, he just he just turned Sonic the Hedgehog into Teen Titans and forced all of that shit in there. <laughs> so yeah, nuts. Um, so I guess all of these guys were like they were all cyborgs. Uh, almost every Dark Legionnaire is equipped with an energy blaster in the form of a pistol or rifle. They had hovercrafts, um, heavy tanks, energy blasts. So, um, okay, sure. So this ant, this ant guy helped him uh, figure out how to how to fight them or something. I suppose. Very strange. Uh, well, what do you guys think of Christopheles? Um, I think he's great. <laughs> you know, he's a wise mentor. He helped me through a lot of stuff. Uh, you know, he got me off. Got me oh, off wait, drugs. you're a member of the Echidna family? No, I'm you're just, one of the guardians. I'm just around. Shane, oh. are you owned by Ken Penders? <laughs> uh, I was emancipated, actually. <laughs> okay, you're not going to be part of the Julie Sue Chronicles, yeah, yeah. which are coming soon. Stop you, well, you're, you're missing out because they are constantly having sex in the Julie Sue Chronicles. <laughs> I'm trying to get true. in there. You got me there. Oh, man. Well, uh, Christopheles, what a, what a world. All the great characters made by Ken Penders. Uh there's so many of them, by the way. So fucking many. I, I think I could I could keep going through Ken Penry's characters forever. But anyway, um, Shane, you got anything you want to plug before we wrap this episode up? Oh, uh, you can always find me doing spec script on the Twitch channel. Uh, 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 Twitch.tv slash spec script every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific. I also do my own podcasts, Anime at the Gates, where me and my co-host Craig May try and review every anime that uh, has ever existed or will ever exist by watching a single episode and making a judgment based on it. And uh, you can also find me on the podcast, The Hosey Hustle, which I host and I won't get into, but it's another thing that I do. Damn. So many uh, podcasts. Hell yeah. I'm, I don't have a lot else going on. <laughs> <laughs> None of yep. us do. It's fine. Online hosting is cheap now, Yubby. baby. Uh, Rossi got anything? No. Uh, Piss Goblin on Twitter. Uh, follow the show at HogcastSD on Twitter, uh, hogcast.com, or uh, rate and review on iTunes, the same usual stuff. We should have an episode of Shootcast recording in the next couple of weeks, I think, right? Yeah, we're going to try this to get this back on. <laughs> yeah. We had, a, we had a new year, you know, s- some people might have gotten, they tweeted about it, JJ got COVID. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, uh, and then I, uh, I, I half threw my back out. So, you know, uh, it, kind of a mini break, you know, 12 episodes, thir- actually 13 episodes. Um, kind of a, that's a good season. You yeah. Know? You, and we're, we're coming back. Get ready, everybody. Listen, I've just been smoking way too much weed. <laughs> <laughs> you got that zooted disease. You were, you were on the couch. For- well, but I, we got so scared after I heard that JJ got COVID that I decided to fill my lungs with smoke constantly <laughs> so that no COVID could get in there. 
Well, you do believe that COVID is a biodigital disease that could be spread through. I think it's more of a, tech, a techno-organic virus like Cable has. <laughs> uh, and you think that the vaccine is really just uh, is just Bill Gates deprogramming it? Yes, yes. He 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 programmed it, and he can turn it off at will. It's ransomware. <laughs> if you take some of his bra- you take some of his brain control juice. Yeah, yeah. If I get the microchip, Mark of the Beast. Um. <laughs> anyway. Um, let me see. That's all real, and we all endorse that. It's by all the way. real. We're QAnon now. Uh, <laughs> oh, Shane, we didn't tell oh, you. Oh no, we're QAnon uh, now. Where we can <laughs> please leave my name from all uh, instances on this podcast. Uh, we've already enlisted you as a uh, fifth dimension advocate. So <laughs> we're putting you on the QAnon. You've already, uh, You're on the you've map. Already, uh, arrested and replaced me with a clone. Yep. <laughs> yes. Hell yeah, dude. That rocks. I, I hope I get arrested and replaced by it with a clone someday. God, yeah, I just want to <laughs> sit down. Like, I don't want to fucking work anymore. Oh, man. <laughs> My pineal great. gland is too dry. You know, um, so I need some of the adrenal fluid. Do you think I could sell good. my own walnut sauce? Are we young enough that our, that our brains still have the, the pineal juice, the adrenochrome? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Because I don't think I need the adrenochrome. I could sell mine if I, you know. <laughs> but no, but isn't the whole thing that they have to be scared? Like, that's why Hillary Clinton had to rip the kid's face off and then dance around while waiting. <laughs> like, you, you have to scare somebody. I forgot about that. <laughs> isn't that the whole thing that you have to be scared? That way your brain will make you adrenochrome? Yeah, it has to be terrorist. Right, right, right. Because like you want the, the Simpsons. It's the only thing that right. uses the epoxy. Damn. Oh, man. Speaking of things that terrify me, the Simpsons. Modern uh, Simpsons. Did oh, you see Elon new- Musk, our see- greatest living inventor. Uh, uh, Mom, did you just use SJW? <laughs> I'm gonna lose my mind. <laughs> okay, we should call it quits. We should. Uh, yeah. Anyway, folks, uh, live and learn. Live and learn. Live and learn. <laughs> <laughs>